Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. Uh, Greg Stevens, first of all, I want to thank you, man. Thank you, sir. For your knowledge of the Word and particularly your knowledge of the First Covenant. Thank you. It has added such dimension to what we're studying here. And I thank you for thank it. You, thank you, sir. It's an honor. Um, yeah, let's, let's go back over here where we were yesterday in the book of Joshua. Now, just before we read that, the, I, I just heard something from the Lord. And uh, we're about to see in the book of Joshua an enactment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blessing, cursing, then the death of a king. God Almighty, the Almighty God Himself. Yehovah, Roha, He is my shepherd. Yehovah, Jireh, He's provider. Yehovah, Rapha, the Lord that heals me. Yehovah, Sitzkanu, my righteousness. Yehovah, Shalom, He is my peace. Yehovah, Shama, He is, will never leave me nor forsake me. Yahovah Nisi, He is my covering. He's my canopy. Oh, He, He, oh, glory to God. Mm. Yahovah Saboth, the Lord of hosts, the angelic armies. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Now, He is all these things. But Jesus is. He is Yahovah Roha in the flesh. Yes. He's my shepherd. I shall not want. He is my provider. Mm -hmm. He is my righteousness. He is my healer. He is my peace. He's the one that will never leave me nor forsake me. He's my canopy and my covering, and he is the Lord of hosts. Yes, sir. And our angels are under his command. Yes. And that gives us, when we, we speak and we, we, we walk in love, we walk in the commandment. And, and, and we live there. Then we speak in the tongues of men and angels. Hallelujah. So a lot of people get confused in the names. Well, is he Emmanuel or is he El Shaddai or is he Elohim or is he Jehovah? Is it the Jehovah names? J is Y, Yah in, in Hebrew. Which is it? It's both. Yeah. Because the El names first heard, your law first reference, was in creation. So the Elohistic names of God have to do with creating. The Yah names of God revealed to Moses have to do with redemption. Everything is redeeming. So he's redeeming my body from sickness. He's redeeming me from poverty. It's all redemption. So they all culminate on a cross outside of Jerusalem. That's what I was trying to say. They all culminate <laughs> in him. amazing how he just takes it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they take that plural Elohim name with the Jehovah names. This is why Jesus can be Emmanuel, because there was a creative miracle in that girl. Yes. And yes. he becomes the redeemer then 
with redeeming names because he is the covenant redeemer and he is the covenant creator. And so then you come up with a name, Yehovah Elohim Sabaoth, which is the Lord of hosts. It's all of it, Brother Copeland, in one person hanging on a tree in Jerusalem. Born in a manger. Yes. Born in a manger. Oh, we've just got to take the time one day on this broadcast to describe that manger. It was a, it was a tower. The shepherds could watch over those, those sacrificial sheep. And, and Mary was in a place that had been hewn, hewn out. It was a birthing place. The, the manger was a birthing place for the, the, the sacrifice lambs. The, the sacrifice lambs were to be born. And the swaddling clothes were the pure cloth they wrapped around these little sacrificial lambs to keep them from injuring themselves in any way. And she wrapped the Lamb of God in swaddling clothes and she gave birth in a manger, not in a barn. No. Yeah. It was not a barn. Hmm. So... The Father, the covenant has to have words, it has to have a sacrifice, it has to have a seal to it. Every covenant. That's right. So the Father gave the words. The Son made the sacrifice in his own body. The Holy Spirit is the seal of our covenant. The fact that I can speak in tongues is proof yeah. that I'm sealed. Yes. So you have the you have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Elohim, Jehovah, redeeming and creating. So that goes to the scripture. The fullness of God dwells in him bodily. He has all those names in him, on him. Now that's going to be played out type and shadow back here, sir, in Joshua chapter 8. They have just defeated Jericho. Man takes the stuff, not supposed to happen. They lose to this little town Ai. The first thing in the new land, they're not supposed to touch anything of it. Can I submit this to you? And I'm willing to be wrong. Jericho was the tithe. Not supposed to take anything from Jericho. Somebody stole it. And as a result, they lose their next battle. They weren't supposed to lose any battles. No, no. But they did. Here we go. In uh, Joshua chapter uh, number 8, they they defeat Ai here, and they take the king alive. Verse 29, well, verse 28, Joshua burnt Ai and made it a heap forever, even desolation unto this day. Verse 29, and the king of Ai, he hanged on a tree. That word there is he impaled him. He hanged on a tree until eventide or evening. Now get that. He wasn't hanging by a rope. No. He was impaled. They hung him on a tree um, until evening was done. Joshua commanded that they should take his carcass down from the tree and cast it, cast it into the entering of the gate of the city. And raise thereon a great heap of stones that remaineth unto this day. And then in verse 30, he's going to build an altar. Now, what I want to get the picture of, because this is where he's going to do, he's going to write on stone, and he's going to put the two people on the two mountains. So I want you to picture this. One's to the north, the curse mountain, the blessing mountains to the south. They're going to build an altar at the base of the cursing mountain, not the blessing mountain. And they're going to hang the king on a tree in between the two mountains. It's a picture of them, for them, of what's going to happen to remove the curse. That's right. 
Because cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree that the blessing might come upon. And so here's a Gentile king that's been impaled, might come upon the Gentiles as a picture. They have to hurry and get him down before the nighttime, before it gets dark. Well, that's exactly what happened in Matthew, I think, 26 yes. with Jesus. Yes. We've got to hurry and get him yeah. down. And they cover him in stones. What do they do? They put Jesus in a sepulcher and roll a stone. It's a perfect picture yes, it is. of what's going to play out, what we're going to celebrate this next week. It's a perfect picture of that. And then they're going to build an altar. Now, this is where Abraham had built an altar. And uh, that altar, I find this interesting, is at the base of the curse mountain. Now, there's several words in Hebrew for sin, and they all have different degrees of things. But the main word for sin in Hebrew is the same word for sin offering. Isn't that interesting? Yes, it is. There's, in other words, there's no sin that doesn't have a sin offering. Wow. There's no sin that you and I could have ever committed that Jesus did not provide a sin offering for. And you go all the way back, here we go again, all the way back to Cain and Abel, and the scripture says, even now, says to Cain, even now sin is crouching at your door. Well, it could be sin offering is at your door. You got a sin offering if you'll take it. Yeah, and he did he And he didn't take he it. Didn't take it. He didn't take it. His brother did, but he didn't take it. And uh, so the sin offering for the people on the curse mountain is right in front of them. The because ble- it's between the two. But he, it says that Joshua, verse thirty, built an altar unto the Lord of Israel in Mount Ebal. Ebal. Yeah. So he didn't. Bl- he didn't. He didn't build the altar for the removal for the sacrifice on the blessing mountain. It's on the cursing mountain. It's where he built it. So that they would know when you see this altar, when you see a king hanging on a tree, there is an offering right there for the curse that's over to you. So he, they weren't cursing half of Israel or half the tribes, my God. It was a picture. It was a picture for them. It was a drama. Yes. For a people that, that weren't around. Weren't there. The first time around. So they needed, they needed graphics. They needed to be able to mark their minds and see what uh, is and it's a, it's interesting. It's the northern mountain because in David's time, after David and Solomon are gone, the kingdom will split north and south, and and sadly, the northern kingdom will set up at Bethel, which is not far from there, a golden calf, just like they did at Mount Sinai, and say, again. "There's your God." They did it again, and this is why I believe the Holy Spirit had him build that altar. No, your altar is not there. Your altar will look like this. And it's going to be in Jerusalem, and here's where it's going to happen because it's been prophesied. It's all a picture for us of what Jesus did for us. Praise God. I want to go to the to Romans as we close this up. Chapter four. Mm, good one. Oh, now it just unfolds. Verse 16, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise, covenant promise, might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. 
before him or like him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which mm. be not as though they were. <laughs> who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Mm. He staggered not at Lord the covenant promise of God mm. through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what he'd promised, he was able also to perform it. Yes, sir. Fully persuaded. Now, Hebrews chapter 6. Now, this is for us. All of this is for us. Yes. And as I said last week, this is the reason... That scholars just, oh, they study the book of Hebrews and still don't get it. And it just doesn't, get, doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. because they don't understand the everlasting covenant. Mm-hmm. It's right here in the book of Hebrews. Yes, it is. And the blood of the bulls and the blood of the goats and all, of, all this, uh, all this. And for two reasons, I, I believe that the apostle Paul wrote this. Number one, it's, it is completely his style. I mean, and, but then, and two, uh, Brother Hagin, Jesus in an open vision was talking to him about it. And he just stopped him and said, did Paul write the book of Hebrews? He said, yes, he did. Mm. <laughs> so, there, you there you go. But anyway. Another one is he mentions Timothy. <clears throat> Nobody else mentions Timothy. That's right. But it's right Timothy's there. mentioned. Yes, it is. Now. Hebrews 6, 13. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> I can't stand it sometimes. <laughs> yes, I can. When God huh. made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Yes, yes sir. He's fully persuaded. Because he understood God swore to him by himself. He swore to him. And for it, for, for God not to keep his word, he would just self-destruct. I mean, it just, it's beyond human comprehension because we're, we have our little old brains don't mount to much when you get over into this. You have to grasp it with your spirit. But, oh, God. Now, saying, let me read that again. God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Mm. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. A covenant. Mm. A covenant. Yes, sir. Once you enter into a blood of covenant, there's no more argument. That's right. No more argument. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And he told that Sodomite king, he said, I've lifted my hand to God. 
<laughs> and what didn't Melchizedek, who's Seth, what, what did he say? He came with him with the bread and the wine. Yes. And spoke words over Abraham. Yes, he did. Called him the possessor of, possessor heaven, and of heaven and earth. <laughs> yes, Abram of God. Abraham of God. That's it. Glory to God. Named him in that. He named him in that. Lord Jesus. He called things that be not as though they were. Mm. Melchizedek did. Yes, he did. So, now stay with me now. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise. Yes. We are El Shaddai's heirs. We are, Jesus is all of these covenant names in the flesh. And I, we're named after him. Mm. Glory to God. Unto the heirs of promise, the immutability, the absolute unchangeableness of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. I wrote in my Bible right under there a blood sworn oath. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, a strong inner strength. Mm -hmm. That's just the definition of that word. Mm -hmm. A strong, he was fully persuaded now, remember? A strong inner strength. Who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. <clears throat> Which hope we have as an anchor of mm, the soul. Glory to God. Wasn't talking about your spirit. No, He's talking mind. about your mind, your will, yeah, your emotions. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where the devil will attack you and hit you. Yes. But you're a covenant. You're a covenant man. You're a covenant woman. Mm. Glory to God. This goes beyond hope. This goes beyond hope. The, which <laughs> have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us, which hope we have as an anchor, mm-hmm. an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that within the veil where the forerunner for us is entered, even Jesus mm. made a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Absolutely. My God, my Whew. God, my God, my God. And he blessed him. Oh, Melchizedek blessed him. Yeah, he did. That's what Jesus does with us. He blesses us. <laughs> Brother Copeland, when I realized this, this is the thread all the way through. Paul understood it. Paul was brilliant. He wrote this for us to understand, for our generation to understand, my generation to understand, my children to understand. It, would, it literally becomes impossible to fall, never fail, once you, if you know this, because that's how you become fully persuaded. Oh, yes. That's what turned that man's body around. Because it, it's covenant. Jesus can, has to fail. You can be in a place of alarming symptoms. Mm-hmm. Now, where's the problem? In your mind. It's in your body. And just, but 
if your faith, <clears throat> excuse me, in the word is not highly developed, then you're a stranger from the whole idea of covenant. Back when Kelly's daughter, Lindsay, she wasn't 11 years old, yeah, yeah. woke up on Christmas morning, delirious, didn't know anybody, finally diagnosed Nicerian meningitis. Kids were dying in the in Cook's Medical Center over here with it. And uh, <clears throat> but now Kelly, we're, we're covenant-minded people. Yes. <laughs> Greg, one day she came home from school. She said, Daddy, I just had the symptoms of the flu on me all day. And and she said, I've just been fighting this thing. Well, this is the first time I ever heard this. I, it just came out of my mouth. I said, Kelly, you are not the sick trying to get healed. Mm. You are the healed. First Peter 2, 24 says so. See, we have a healing covenant. Yes, sir. I said, you are the healed and Satan's trying to take your health away from you. I don't let him have it. Man, it stirred her up. She said, I'll be back. She went right into her bedroom and shut the door. And she came out of there and, oh, I don't know, about an hour. She's totally, all the symptoms. Glory to God. Glory to God. But that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Now, how much time have we got, Tim? Oh, amen. When your faith is developed in that covenant of blood, Smith Wigglesworth, an illiterate man, Never been to school a day in his life. God taught him how to read the Bible. Hmm. Documented cases of people being raised from the dead. Took communion every day. There you go. The way he started his day was taking communion. Glory to God. What was he doing? He's getting that covenant on his mind. Yeah. Amen. We are fully persuaded that God is who he says he is he can do what he says he can do and he will do what he said he could do yes he will and we're out of time we hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries and remember Jesus is Lord